Keen, do you start your day off with a cup of coffee? I do. What kind of coffee, John? Well, I got another question for you. Okay. Do you enjoy shooting ducks in the face? That's my favorite thing to do. Well, then you should go and check out Dirty Duck Coffee. Okay. Tell me more. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Made for hunters by hunters. This is the duck hunter's dream for coffee. Will it make me have to pull over on the side of Highway 73? Well, yeah, that's what all good coffee does. <laughs> yeah, okay, I mean, fair why, why not? So, I, mean, that's, I, mean, I know, that's the good stuff. <clears throat> absolutely, yeah. Gets those uh, bowels working nice and early. So it uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't catch you in the middle of a hunt. <laughs> that's right. And you have to sacrifice a sock. Hey, rest in peace. R.I.P. in peace. I lost, I lost a few, <laughs> few good socks. So, yeah, uh, go check out Dirty Duck Coffee. Use our promo code Texas Outdoors, all one word. Get you 15% off your order. They've got coffee. They've got mugs. They've got shirts, sweaters. You name it. They've got it. Uh, go check them out. Load up the cart. Promo code Texas Outdoors. And enjoy 15% off of your order. Keen, hmm. are you tired of seeing boring stickers on the back of vehicles or maybe obnoxiously large ones? Yeah. Yeah, I am, as a matter of fact. Well, I have found the cure to that. Okay. Foulfollower.com. Go check them out. Foul follower focused on flight. That was intense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're okay. serious. All right. What do they got? Oh, stickers, hats, shirts, hoodies. Long sleeves, koozies, awesome designs. Okay. Check out the Cajun Spoonie. That's a good one. Spoonbill, Mardi Gras beads, Hackberry Reeboks. <laughs> Check out the Blue Wing Bandit, Cowboy Blue Wing Teal, with a gun belt of mosquito spray. <laughs> a company built on values of hard work, honesty, and integrity. In turn, reflecting in everything that they do. Go check out foulfollower.com. Use code BTO at checkout for 15% off your first order. Foul Follower is a veteran-owned company by our good friend, Mr. Taylor Dutchman. So join the flock today. Once again, code BTO is in Big Texas Outdoors for 15% off of your first order. Check them out today. Welcome to the Big Texas Outdoors Podcast. All things outdoors. So gear up and get ready. Let's go. His boots hurt after a long day of hiking. Bull elk bugle for him. <laughs> the deer and antelope don't play when he's home on the range. Wild game, consider him a trophy. He is the most interesting hunter in Texas. Guys, welcome back. Today, we have a very special guest. Uh, 
a guy that I've met on TikTok that just so happened to live down the road from me. Mr. Chad Pierce. Chad, What's thanks for on, coming guys? out. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so when you reached out to me and told me that you had met some random dude on TikTok, I'm like, what are you What are you getting us into here, John? You're going to get us, you know, it's like the new Jeffrey Dahmer or something. Have somebody come over here and scout me. Bro, he's got a panel van and free candy. <laughs> You're like, okay, the dude is from Sour Lake, Texas. I said, well, you know what? That's where I'm from. And there's only five people from Sour Lake, Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So when you said that it was Chad Pierce, I'm like, well, yeah, I know Chad Pierce. Yeah, there's five people in Sour Lake. Two and a half of them moved away. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the other three were cousins. Right. I was the one that stayed. You know, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So I miss it. I still go back time to time. I bust through there all the time. So are you still living in Sour Lake? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Bought me a house there almost four years ago. All right. Nice, nice. Still there, unfortunately. So I guess one thing that I want to start this off with, ironically, um, I grew up in Sour Lake, as we just talked about, and Chad is on the fire department. You still do fire rescue and things like that? Oh, I'm still doing it. Okay. Yeah. So Chad was on the fire department and uh, when my dad's house caught on fire. And thank you for what you do, by the way. Appreciate um, it. And so Chad was on the fire department when my dad's house caught on fire. And Chad was actually one of the guys that put that fire out. So, Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty crazy one because yeah. y'all's house had that big old beam in it. Yeah. That had fell. Yep. Yeah, everybody was freaking out about that. Man, yeah. the only thing I remember about that is a guy came to me. I won't disclose his name, but I know who it was. I went to school with him too. And he was like, hey, man, what do you want to do with a fish? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I saved the fish in the aquarium. And he had like, my dad had a little aquarium. Okay. He had like three of these little fish. I'm like, I don't fucking care about the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Go throw them in the ditch. I don't, I don't know, dude. Hey, <clears throat> he just comes up. Hey. I saved your guppies. <laughs> you know, act like he did all kinds of work. Yeah. Probably Go get my that guns. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> right. That's what I'm, yeah. But no. I, I remember searching through the house, finding, looking for all the guns. Yeah. No, y'all did. Y'all got every bit of it. I mean, yeah. and I don't, you, you do this for a living, so you know. But the worst part about that is the smell, man. Like, you just can't get the smell out of anything mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. I mean, that shit stunk forever. Yeah, I mean, I can... I've never personally had my house catch on fire, but like I know as a fireman going and fighting those fires, that mm-hmm. we stink. Like our hair, the yeah. smoke just gets embeds in our hair for. Like and it's days. not like a go to a bonfire, take no, a shower. I know, and it's man, done that's smoke. that's hard enough, man. Bonfire, like yeah. come home, it's, smell dude, like it's smoke. A whole like, different thing. I don't know if it's, it's the insulation or the sheetrock burning or it's uh, all the carbon and stuff okay. in, in there. Gotcha. Uh, they actually make soap, shampoo stuff for firemen that's supposed to get rid of it. But it's like super expensive. Ah, I got you. I'm not paying for that stuff. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm a fireman. I'm broke. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I, so. uh, I think we were kind of talking about uh, like laundry detergent that's pretty pretty strong, but it's also expensive. Yeah, that's, that stuff is expensive. Yeah, it is. But it's it's awesome. It, it's, wor- it's worth the money, though. You know, that goes forever. This soap is like literally like four, four to six ounces. Oh, jeez. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I think I use that on my hair like every night to yeah. take a shower, you know? Oh, dude, I'm the world's worst. I use my wife's shampoo. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> that ba- bath and body works. Hey, I got some fancy shit. I'm just globbing that shit mm-hmm. on this. Salon Where's all quality. my shampoo going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got this salon quality. Some silky hair. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shimmers in the light. That's right. All right. So, what are you doing when you're not fighting fires? Hunting. Okay. That's what I do. I hunt. Well, I'm not. I'm not a big fisherman. Okay. You know, but you don't fish at all. 
I do. Don't get bit. me wrong. I fish. I'm, I'm going to okay. rip some lips, but gotcha. I'm rather, you know, as brown as right. down kind of guy. Right. You know, if it oh, flies, yeah. it dies. You that's know? right. But that's what I do. Yeah. Um, fi- fishing's great, but uh, it's not hunting. It's not hunting. We, it, we've it, discussed it, this before. It's the pastime. It, it, it passes the time until yeah. hunting season comes around. Yeah. You know, and then like this cold snap, it kind of, you know, fooled us because it ain't hunting season. Go Man, away. It's torture. You know, that, that's my thing. When hunt, when the wet, the temperature starts dropping, you know it's hunting season. Yep. For hunt, sure. Hunt season's gone. Get out of here. I, yeah. I don't care about the cold no more. So what's your, your preferred? <clears throat> if you were going to do one, hunt one animal for the rest of your life, what is it? I would have to go chase elk in the mountains. That's, that's what I'm talking about, that man. That is by far the best. So, so walk me through it. I've never done it. And look, I've seen a bunch of videos and I have been told that it's probably the coolest experience. But from your perspective, just like, what does it for you? What uh, scenery? Um, it, it that's a mixture of it all. Yeah. That's, so oh yeah. So I the mean, scenery is insane. Like I mean, you know, you you hike six, seven, ten miles back in the mountains. You're the one that sees that scenery. You know, nobody else sees what you're seeing at that given time. But like like two years ago, I was uh, bow hunting. And man, I'm like six miles back in and there's a whole bunch of draws and you're overlooking all this, all the mountains, the picture that I sent y'all. And there was like six different bugles mm-hmm. in that canyon. So like you stand there and you rip a bugle mm-hmm. and all you hear is like elk, 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 elk. And you're like, which one do I want to drop down and go after? That's wild. So are you doing this stuff solo mostly? Or you mostly got... solo. Really? So, f- funny, funny story is my very first time elk hunting. I was supposed to go with a buddy of mine. He bought his tag. I bought my tag. We drew. We drew a tag. Where and, was this at? In Colorado. Oh, so you do over the counter? Well, that year we'd put in for a draw hunt for oh. first rifle season. <clears throat> now I'm just I'm building up my preference points for a good unit. Gotcha. But like, and so I I, I get my points, but I, I do archery hunt. Archery hunt is over the counter, so you can anybody can go buy an archery tag. Gotcha. And so I we we both drew our tags for like up north around Craig, and. Right before he was like, dude, I can't go. I got a job in New Mexico. I got to go work. And I was like, well, I'm not backing out. You know, I'm, I'm still going on this hunt. Like, this is a dream of mine. And so I went up there. And, man, I, I went like a week before the season because uh, each rifle season is a week, like five days long, almost a week. And so I went a week prior to that, scouted the whole place out. You know, obviously you can't go scouting like around here. You can go walk around the woods, you yeah. know, every other weekend. But you, it's 15 hours from here, so you can't go do yeah, that. Yeah, right. And so – I'm just looking around and seeing a bunch of elk and stuff while I'm just scouting. And I was like, all right, this is it. This is the deal right here. And the meadow that I was right across from, there was like a little satellite bull over there. And I'm like, well, come open in the morning. I don't care if it's got four inches of this horn. This is the first elk you've ever seen. First elk I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, I was like, I'm taking them. I'm yeah. take them. Because there, they have to have a brow tine of five inches or bigger okay. to take. You know, you can't take a spike. Yeah. And um, so I set a bunch of trail cameras out. And the morning before the season, I was like, well, I'm going to go check my, my trail camera. It's like a mile hike, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, not far. So I'm hiking in, and I got my head down, you know, I'm just like pounding it out. And I hear, good morning, you know, instant. You're like, you think, man, I'm trespassing. So I just freeze up, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of like looking around. And he's like, good morning. I'm up here. And I just turn and look, and this dude's just standing there. And he's like, man, you want to come join me for some coffee? Really? Dude, what's better than Mountain coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go fucking have coffee in the mountains. Yeah. With a stranger. You know? <laughs> so what could go wrong? What could go wrong? I don't have a gun on me. He does. Right. <laughs> you know. And so 
Show me the coffee first, then I'll come up. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's holding his mugs. Yeah, I, he, he was friendly at that point. You know, he hiked way back in the mountains also. So, you know, he's not, hopefully he doesn't kill me. Yeah. If somebody's going out of their way to hike in the mountains to kill somebody, then I don't know. That's a weird dude. <clears throat> yeah. That's a strange feller. Yeah. So I go up there and same story. His buddy couldn't go either. Really? Yeah. And so we just started, you know, shooting the shit. Well, he's a, he's from Colorado. He's from Colorado Springs. And he was like, man, what are the odds of this? Like your buddy was supposed to go. My buddy was supposed to go. They back out. But we both said, fuck it. We're doing it anyways. Yeah. And he was like, man, you want to hunt with me? I'm like, dude, let's do this. And he was like, all right, bet. So we kind of got a game plan. He was like, man, do you want to move your campsite over here? He's like, well, I'll help you pack all your stuff over here. So that's what we did. No Dude, shit. Yeah, me and him went and got all my stuff that night and set tent up. And dude, it was we had elk in the camp at night every single night. That's wild. I didn't kill one that year, but you did not kill one. I that did year? not kill okay. one that year. Gotcha. Um, because I mean, obviously, I'm from Texas. We don't chase elk down yeah. here. I can't wrap my mind. I mean, it's a different. Yeah, I mean, spot and stalk's different to me. It is. Know? I went, didn't even see an elk. Had the time of my life. I did, and, and you can take as many pictures as you want, mm-hmm. and it does not do them justice. I mean, there's you look at it, and you remember it, and you look at the picture, and you're like, it it doesn't look like it did whenever I was seeing it. Yeah, right there, a hundred percent. I can vouch for that. So yeah. that was your first trip, right? So My that very like, first trip. after that, you're like, I'm doing this again. Oh yeah, as many times as I can. I have gone every year since. How was the uh, elevation change for you? It was tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought like we got to walking around the first day. I'm like, oh man, this isn't so bad. And then first morning, opening season of uh, I think second rifle. I was a, uh, I was in GMU 85. I did over the counter rifle. That's South Colorado. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was uh, Trinidad. Yeah. So. I mean, it wasn't that far from Lake Trinidad State Park. But I'm going, and they're like, yeah, just go, you know, go up here. You know, there's a, <clears throat> you know, there's a flat spot. You can just hunker down right there and just kind of glass. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get halfway up there, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Jesus, I am sucking some serious wind. Somebody's in your body squeezing your lungs. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. See, I, mean, I, I, I did for the first day. The few times I've been up around the mountains, I first day, like I will get altitude sickness, headache. See, like I, I'm I, pass out. I didn't get the I didn't get the headache or anything. I just I was like, oh man, this is this isn't that bad. I'm like, where are we at? Like seven thousand feet? Like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't get altitude sickness either. But like, I mean, I was up around ten, five, eleven, eleven thousand, you know. But it was carrying the pack that I got short winded. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to hike up them damn. I mean, I'm looking at the freaking mountain climbing up these bad boys, you know. But yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of elk. Um, I just could not get one to just come in. Yeah. Like two days before the season, I was I was going back out to the truck to go get some more. Go ahead. So is this is this peak rut? Like, are, um, are, I mean, are they bugling? It, it, they're still bugling, but they're not like. So this is on the tail end of it. Yeah, okay. they're not wanting to really yeah. come in and yeah. fight you and all yeah. that stuff. I think uh, I think the ruts in archery. Yeah, it's in archery. Normally, it's like the second to third weekend of archery okay. season, so gotcha. it's September. You know? Okay, fair enough. Uh, but I was heading out to my truck, and of course, you know, I'm, I've never bugled before. Yeah, you know, 
we call white tail in, not elk. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm ripping some bugles that just sound like, you know, kind of yeah. not like an elk. Well, one rips off, dude. And I'm like, was that an elk? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I rip another one. Well, he's screaming. We're like screaming back and forth. And I was like, I'm going to close the gap. He's at least a mile away going towards my truck. So I'm like, I got to go out yeah. to go get him. And so I'm just going and going and going. Well, he goes, he goes quiet. I'm like, shit, man, I just lost this elk. Whatever, you know, it's not hunting season yet. I can't kill him anyways. And all of a sudden I hear a limb broke and I just froze up. He's like 30 yards from me. Don't even know I'm there. He, he walks within bow range of me. Oh, it was shit. a five by six. And he just like, and he come into an opening. And I was like, Meh. and he just stopped and looked right past me. Like I was not even there and just stood there for like 10 minutes. Trying, trying to find me. Dude, I was recording him, took pictures and everything of him. He was beautiful. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. So that's first elk. That's what it's all about. I want to hear the story. So you scratch the first year. No good, right? Yeah. No so then good. you go back. Yeah, I go back. Second year, yeah. is that when you connect? Second year okay. is, is when it happened. It was not with my bow. It was with the 300. Nothing still. wrong with that. You know, um, so I, I put in for Wyoming gen, uh, general tag, which is hard to get they had a glitch in their system i think because i drew a tag really very first year ever in wyoming <clears throat> i drew a general tag so general tag in wyoming you can hunt all of gun season you can hunt all of archery season yeah it, it yeah it's crazy so Shit, i'd be tempted to take a few months off off of work and dude, like so i did i took all of september off i went to colorado and i hunted from two days prior to september Till the end of September, I was in the backcountry in Colorado, archery hunting, chasing elk. Now, are you just pack hunting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I carry my camp on my back. You know, I'll go in, set up camp, hunt around it for several days, a couple weeks or whatever, and then I'll pack out. There's nothing there, you know, and just get the hell out of town. I drove me and my buddy, uh, the one that, the same guy that I met. Yeah. He was like, we're like lifelong friends now. You oh, know, we'll shit. forever be friends. Yeah. Uh, and he met me and, man, we chased elk all of september and i think it was like the second week we were like man let's go to the house regroup take a shower we'll go back at it and so that's what we did didn't kill anything so you know uh, we'll fast forward didn't kill anything in september saw a bunch of stuff you know whatever well i get home transmission goes out in my truck and i'm down i'm like i'm not going back like I, there's no way yeah so i got on a bunch of platforms in wyoming about elk hunting and i'm reading everybody's comments they're like man i wish i had drew a general tag like it's, it's so hard to get so i just start commenting on these posts and i'm like well i drew a general tag my first year it can't be that hard they're like you got lucky my dad's been applying for 20 years and hasn't got a general tag jeez and i'm like i'm renting a car <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm going to wyoming <laughs> it's, it's stuffing a, a elk carcass in a rental car a minivan <laughs> I rented a minivan, no. boys. Lay the seats down, babe. I, I did, too. So <laughs> I got a picture of this elk in the back of a minivan. <laughs> my buddy lives in, Wy in Colorado was like, come here and you drive my truck. I said, okay. All right. So rented the minivan. Off to Wyoming, I go. Get to his house. Get the truck. Swap everything over. Haul ass to Wyoming. And I had a guy on Facebook that dropped me a whole bunch of Onyx pins. He was a guide and was like, man, I've killed a bunch of bull, bulls in this area. Go hunt it. So, all right. Well, 
bad snowstorm came in the week prior. Oh, so there's a whole bunch of snow everywhere. Don't know how my buddy let me borrow his truck, but he did. I wrecked it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I hit a couple of trees. Oh, shit. <laughs> I slid down a mountain. Yeah. No shit. Tire chains, everybody. Tire chains. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have none. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, damn luck. So I had to literally, where I was going to go up the mountain, I was driving through like two foot of snow to get to the spot, and I kept sliding down. Well, you know you're from Texas. You keep going and going and going. Mm-hmm. I kept trying and trying and trying to get up this mountain that just was not happening. So I had to turn around and go back down the goat trail. I just come up is whenever I slid into all the trees and stumps. Oh, shit. You know, so I had to do like a three-hour trek all the way back around to get to this spot that I was like 10 minutes away from. You know, so I get up there. I set up camp, and it's like two hours prior to dark. So I do like a mile, two-mile loop around, see what I had. And then the next morning, I walked like seven miles, and I'm ripping bugles, and the elk are not talking. They're just silent at this point. Well, from my very first experience elk hunting, if you smell them, stop. Stop and look around. So like five minutes after ripping a bugle, didn't hear nothing, I smelled something. And I checked my wind, and and I looked where the wind come from, but Mm -hmm. the wind was swirling on me. And so like I just looking around, and I see brown. And with, with the general tag, you can kill a cow, a bull, or a spike. It don't matter. I mean, I don't care if it was dropping out of his mom, and that's the only shot I got. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was bringing elk home. Yeah. Well, so I look, and it's about 75 yards away, and it took one step to the right and gave me that little pocket, and I let her rip. So that old 300 didn't let me down. Damn it. It took off running, and I was like, man, it happened, like, within seconds. Like, I mean, I seen it. It turned, boom, shot. It was, like, seconds. It was just instant. So I left the whole pack and all that there, and I just took off running where it was going because I was like, I got to get another shot in this elk. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there was blood everywhere is where he was because it's snow. So keep in mind, there's snow everywhere. So oh, there, it's red. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. And instant, the heart just goes to pounding because I knew I just killed my first elk. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like, okay, calm down. Follow the blood trail. And I mean, it's like you poured a five-gallon bucket. I hit this dude in his pump house, huh? Damn it. Oh, yeah. And... He went probably 40 yards and piled up. And so, like, I'm walking and I'm looking and I look and there he was. And, I, of course, I'm looking through the scope and instantly it was a bull. Oh, shit. So you didn't even know, really, when you I shot? Didn't, no. You I just knew it was a full-grown elk. Full-grown elk because all I could see was, like, from, like, halfway down his neck down. Oh, I couldn't shit. see from neck up. General tag. It, General tag, son. Really. I'm telling you. <laughs> if it was hanging out of the mama, it was coming home with daddy, <laughs> you know? And... He was kind of still kicking on the ground, so I just kind of I stood there. I, I let him do his thing, you know. Yeah. If, if he was going to get up, I was going to put another one in him. But like, so I went up there to him, and dude, it, after he stopped kicking, and it was a five by six, and I, he was probably a three year old bull. You know, he wasn't no monster trophy bull, but yeah. to me, it was a trophy. Oh, 100%. It was a public land bull that now I got to figure out what the hell I'm about to do. Well, so you're by yourself, all by myself. Yeah, this is straight DIY hunt by yourself back in the mountains. Seven miles in. Seven miles in, baby. Oh yeah. Holy shit. You know, uh but put them in game bags, hang it up and well start making so, trips. You know, you go in planning of I'm not gonna kill anything, so I didn't bring my game bags with me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I did? I put the meat in the snow. Right? Yeah. So I just hacked them all up and threw them off in the snow. And then covered it all up with snow, of course, you know, because there's mountain lines everywhere. 
over there. Like Wyoming really? is loaded with mountain lions. I saw a mama and a kitten track. Yeah. No, it wasn't happening. I yeah. was going to kill whatever cat I saw. Yeah. And so, of course, I brought a quarter out with me just in case it was the only quarter. Yeah. You know, it was a long hike. It took like nine hours to get it all out. No shit. Yeah. It was probably, I ended up finding a road. So I, of course, I looked on the map and I had a road that was almost a mile from me that I could drive my, drive the truck into. Of course, I don't tell my buddy, but I drove it where it probably shouldn't have been drove Yeah, to get closer. And it, it took it, me. It was all paved. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Was, Concrete driveway. Yeah, yeah. Shit, he knows better. <laughs> <laughs> the mark on the truck. He knows better. And uh, and so I mean, it took it. There was a snowstorm coming in. The it was just it was like one o'clock in the morning. Like I was not stopping. Like I tweaked my back and everything trying to get that elk out. And it was probably We're still packing that thing out a mile to the road, bro. That was a mile there and a mile back. And I made like six trips. I mean, how how much is a quarter weigh, about a hundred pounds. Okay, yeah. so I mean, then that's plus whatever you have in your pack. Yeah, and so luckily, like I mean, of course, you know, you're hunting all day long, so you got all your shit in your pack. So are you? Random question: When you're going back and forth to to get more of this elk, are you carrying your rifle back and forth, or are you nope. you got a sidearm? Can you carry a sidearm? There? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you, you can carry um, you can carry whatever you want with okay. you. Okay. Uh, even during right ri- uh, archery season, you can carry a pistol. Okay. Yeah. So so I made sure I had it. Yeah. You said on the 300, you're talking 300 Weatherby. Yeah, my Weatherby mag. Yeah. All right. Now, what's the sidearm? Oh, just a 9 millimeter. I got you. That That's what everybody carried whenever I was in Colorado, and I had a 357 Magnum. Yeah, I'd prefer that, because I was just going to piss off whatever I was shooting at, probably. Right. I mean, they're you like... Put, you put a 9 mil in a cat's face. <clears throat> I'm I mean, running, that, though. Yeah. <laughs> See, you better be a good shot. <laughs> And that adrenaline's gonna be rolling. See, because they were like, "Oh man, I got, I got fifteen shots, whatever, whatever." I'm like, "I got five for them." Yeah, but right. only one of yours. Yeah, <laughs> needs right. To You're like, gonna blow a body in half. You know? Right. Like I got five of them. And there's six in here. Like I ain't about to be eaten by no bear. Like no, you know, like no. not not alive anyways. And see, the thing is, like between the bears and the cats, the bears are louder than the cats. Like oh yeah, the the cats are quiet. I had a guy that hunted the exact same area during, uh, I think, archery season. He killed a uh, cow elk. There was a cat 10 feet from him, and they just happened to look over at night and saw the cat and never heard it. He said that was the scariest part. Not the cat was there. It was, I didn't know it was there. Yeah. Right. How, how long had it been there? Yeah. He said it followed us and followed us. Mm. They, they never shot it. I'm like, well, you're a better man than me. 100%. Like, you got bloody meat on your back, dude. Yeah. No, I'm killing that cat. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. No, uh, I've got a, I've got a new side heater for uh, when I go back. Yeah, I, I'm gonna still use my old pistol. I got. I got a. I got a ten mil. That'll That's what I heard. That's what it takes to take a bear down. Is what I heard. Man, and see, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, y'all see this bear right here. It's not the biggest, but a bear doesn't really bother me. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want this so much running and jumping on me. And I've told this story before, and I won't tell it again in detail. But when I shot that one, personally, it was kind of anticlimactic. I ran up a mountain. Bear was in a tree. They were We were hunting with dogs oh. in New Mexico. Yeah. And run the bear up a tree. It's like a big-ass raccoon. And, and part of me, I'm like, 
do I really want to shoot this motherfucker? Like, I don't know, man. Like, it was, it was, anyways, long story short, it was a cool experience. Probably not something I'm going to go do again. Cat, 100% on the bucket list. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's a lot of cats in Wyoming. I mean, a lot. Well, the guy that we ran with, that he specializes in cat hunts too. So if I ever, if I ever do it, I'll see. Well, that, that's the him. thing with the bear. Like, they, they didn't give you the meat. We, we had some, but. No, we didn't take the full thing home. And that's another deal to me. It's like you walk that Man. line of like, if I kill it, I want to eat it. Right. Oh, so yeah. we ate, you know, we took a little bit, but. Black bear burgers, man. I'm telling you. I heard they are jam up. Really? Oh, Black absolutely. Yeah. I had burgers from them. I ain't never ate a bear in general, but I've heard nothing but good stuff about them. To me, though, it's not like an elk. Like an elk, I want every single bit of meat that I can get off that thing. 100%. So, like, I pulled out some backstrap that I had whitetail and elk. Dude, it's the prettiest meat. It is amazing. In the market. Yeah. Like, I still, I'm like babying eating the rest of that meat. Like, oh, you know, like, until I kill one, yeah. then I'll just devour it. My, my but, stepdad's got a place he goes to in Colorado and they, they'll go kill a few every year. It's a private ranch. They go, usually they'll shoot a bunch of, cow, a handful of cows. You okay. know, they all get their yeah. tags. I guess landowner tags. I don't mm-hmm. know how it's structured. But he'll come home with a low boy full of coolers. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, 100. percent And we were at, we were down uh, duck hunting at, in Bolivar, and he took I think it was a piece of backstrap and braised it and did some fancy stuff. He's a really good cook. Some of the best meat I've ever had in my life. Like I would take that over a aged ribeye steak or whatever else. It was oh, amazing. Sure. Yeah, that that meat it it's amazing. And you know, of course, I'm not I'm not stingy with it. I'm not going to give it out to everybody, but like, I mean, I'll give it to some of my buddies that never yeah. tried it that I know for a fact aren't ever going to kill an elk. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind because I still got plenty more years unless I just can't, don't have no more legs. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, this year I'm going to go back to Colorado for sure to either two weeks, one to two weeks. I'm going to go to Colorado and I'm waiting to find out if I draw from New Mexico. So, nice. That's awesome, dude. I'm for sure going to kill another one. So elk number one on your 100%. on your deal. Have you done? I mean, so <clears throat> I killed. I've killed a mule deer. It was in Texas, but that's another one of my bucket lists. I want to go kill. That one's one just shy of 160. Colorado mule deer. Man, I want to go to like Montana. Montana. Yeah. I want to yeah. go kill uh, <clears throat> that or go up to like Idaho. Yeah. I want to go kill them. Utah, baby. Utah got some stuff. Utah, and they have some good elk too. They do. I follow. I think I got somebody on my socials that is a guide in in Utah, and they kill some monster muleys and elk. See, I started watching. Uh, that got me into the elk hunting world was the Born and Raised crew, mm-hmm. and then the Hush crew. Uh, I watch all their YouTube videos, and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, here I am doing it solo, and they got you know three or four buddies that go with them. But yeah. I mean, it's still the, it's rewarding when you carry an elk out by yourself, you realize that's something you will tell your grandkids. You're right. Cause you're like, man, I feel like a man. Yeah. I did that shit by myself. There's nothing more primitive in my opinion than doing what you did. And I mean, you know, I was going to get it shoulder mounted. Don't get me wrong. Like it was my very first elk ever, which I mean, I might, if I get another elk that is just trash, I'll probably get it shoulder mounted, but try skinning an elk by yourself. It oh, is not like oh, a whitetail. Yeah. It ain't like anything. The, the hide is so thick and heavy. Dude, I got frustrated. I just started, I hacked the hide all the shit. Really? Like, oh, dude, it was terrible. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to hold it up and it's just falling. It's so heavy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, I got, a, I got a, a leg up on my shoulder trying to 
quarter it out. It's, I mean, that's the thing that's the craziest to me. It's not like you're standing there next to a ranger where you could run a winch over yeah. in a tree and jerk this thing up and be working <laughs> right, vertical. Or you have you know, like a little. You're uh, down on the ground. On the ground. Yeah. Have like a little cleaning station at yeah. the deer lease yeah. that you just hook the <laughs> yeah, white exactly. up into and just. I, and honestly, I have never in my 29 years, I've never field dressed an animal. Never had to. Really? No. See, I hunt. I hunt public land all down here in Texas, and yeah. that's, that's all I do is quarter my animals on the ground. Really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. I want to do it. I don't have a reason to do it because everything I'm on is private land. Why would I do that when I can pull yeah. a ranger up to yeah, it and no, throw it in the back? Sure. But I mean, it's, it's the uh, it's the uh, adventure of the hunt. It is, and it's like satisfaction it of, yeah. of getting your animal yeah. out. So, like all your public hunts here, is it is it spot and stalk as well? Uh, no, not really spot and stalk. Like, I mean, I'll find a spot and I'll sit, you know. But like, like I hunt north of the, of the lake. You good? You make, you make all kind of noise, bro. Yeah, we're making a little whiskey drink here, <laughs> yeah. so uh, don't mind us. <laughs> but I mean, like I, I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll kind of scout around, like during during before the season, I'll scout around and find some spots, put some cameras up. But even though the cameras up, it's not guaranteed, right? Know? It's not like because you, you cannot throw corn and feed none of these animals. Yeah, you know you're not can't feed them. Yeah, but you put your camera out and whatever walks on it. Um, but I. I hunted this one spot literally the whole season, and I had a bunch of deer. Never, never killed anything, and then I went across the road and sat there for one afternoon. And here's a deer, a buck, an eight point walked up on me, you know. And and I packed him out. He was like a mile in. Oh yeah. Loaded his ass up on my backpack and toted him out, you know. And then I drew a tag uh, on uh, the Trinity River in the Boar's Den. I uh, I drew a, a, a tag out there, and out there, you can kill all of your your deer. You can kill two does and two bucks. Really? Out there, yeah. I didn't know that until like I got. I thought it was just one deer you can you can harvest. And uh, so I I put in and got it. And dude, I I went in scouted. I put a camera up. Man, I had probably ten different bucks on camera. No out there. shit. Yeah. And so there was a high game fence that cut the uh the public and the property line in half. And they were crossing under this fence because the hogs that made a hole, all these bucks were crossing under this fence. No shit. And so you're not allowed to hunt within like, I think a hundred, hundred yards or hundred feet within that private, uh, mm-hmm. that public land, I mean private land. And so I just put my camera up, but I hunted off of it to see what was going. Cause I was like, man, these deer are going to hit this fence line and run down it. So they can't get out. Yeah. No, kind of find out they're crossing under this fence. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. shit. And <laughs> they found a way. They found a way. Well, dude, I had this gnarly looking buck that was on camera. And he had like a, almost a bladed horn that come up on one side. And his, his horn was like broke at, looked like it was broke at the base. And it like, it curved down, curved up and then went out. Really? And I was like, I want to kill that deer. He's just, he's cool looking. I want to yeah. kill him. Well, I literally hunt. You had two weeks to hunt. I hunted every day for that deer. I got in there at, Right before daylight, and I did not get out there until dark. Every day I hunted for that deer, and I saw him, and this is muzzleloader. Well, I saw him, and of course, you know, you're like, a big old buck walks in. I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. Right? So what did I do? A big old buck walked in, <laughs> shot at him. I missed him, of course, and I reloaded and shot again. I didn't, I was just freehanded. Never freehanded muzzleloader, boys. Don't ever do that. It's terrible. <laughs> Shit, idea. I ain't never even shot a muzzleloader. Yeah, yeah me, me neither. So it, it's literally like... So I shot, and when you click, because you got the primer 
And then the, the, there's a delay. There's a delay. So instant was like, click. Well, I look at the gun and it goes off and I shoot over the deer's back. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And of course, I'm like, okay, well, don't do that again. So I reload and the buck is standing there like, what just happened? Click. <laughs> Same thing. Click <laughs> <laughs> the gun and what the hell's wrong with and this thing? It. Well, I was like, dude, I just, I just screwed the pooch on this one, boys, you know? And so I hunted. A week and a half, never saw another deer. Well, then one morning I was like, I really don't want to go hunting. It's supposed to rain. Well, I said, screw it. I'm going to go hunting anyways. Like, this, I only got a couple more days, and then I got to go on shift the next morning. And so I went in there, and I'm sitting down, and I see a deer way out ahead of me. And I guess it caught me moving. I saw its flag. It took off running. And that's where all them bucks had come from. And I was like, man, I just ruined this hunt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on my phone. I'm just like playing a game and I can hear cling, 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 wires hitting. And I was like, oh, what is that? There he is. And he was coming under that game fence. He come under that fence and it's like double paned. And so the wires clacked as he went by it. And I was like, that's my target deer. Like this is the deer I've been after. So I just set my phone down and like I go to grab my gun and he like looks over at me but doesn't know I'm there because I got a badass blind, you know. I put up a bamboo blind. And he picks his head up and starts walking. Dude, he come all, you know, you, you can't get close to the fence. Obviously, you can't hunt close to the yeah. property line. He ended up coming within 20 yards of me. And I smoked and dropped him right there. No shit, dude. dude I was tickled. <laughs> that was probably the most, other than my elk hunt, was most rewarding because... That's the deer I've had on camera, and I had him on camera on another camera. So this isn't the deer you shot at previously? No. Okay. Yeah, this is the one I was after. No shit, This is the the deer that I saw on camera and was like, I want to kill him. Yeah. He is the target deer. And I ended up getting him on another camera that was like a mile and a half away. Really? Yeah. And I was like, and it was all flooded lowland in there, and I was like, dude, I'm not hunting that shit. Like, I'm not sitting waist deep in water every day, so... I just found another spot and it, it rained and there was like, I was literally sitting in mud. Like my chair kept sinking. I kept pulling my chair up and shit. And I was like, fuck, I'm not killing no more deer in here. Like this is the deer I wanted. Yeah. I'm not worried about mother tags. You know, I can kill another deer anywhere else, but I'm going to get him pack mounted. Like I'm going to have a whole pack mounted on him. I caped him out and stuff and come to find out right at his pedicle is where he broke his horn. It must've been the year prior or right when he was in his growth stage and his horn comes out of the side of it and then curves up. Really? Mm-hmm. So if y'all look at the picture that I sent y'all of the ca- him caped out on the ground and look at the horns, how crooked they are. I didn't even look. I need to pay attention. They so, are crooked <clears throat> as shit. Yeah, yeah man. It, wild. Yeah, you, you, you sent us quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know what to send y'all. I was like, I'm, and that was like, most of it was this year. Everything but my elk was this year's hunt. Okay. You know, and. Uh, it damn sure is. Yeah, and so I, I kept the first buck that I killed north of the lake. I kept him because I was like, you know, if I don't kill one another place, well, I'm going to get him pack mounted because he was a decent eight point. Yeah. Well, then I killed that target buck, and I was like, I'm just going to European mount that eight yeah. point because he's a nine point. So you're getting him. that one to, uh, pack mounted? I'm going to get him pack mounted. That's awesome. Yeah. I've seen some of those mounts. Those they, are super cool. They are. But look, I mean, for me, I can't pack mount one. Everybody be like, you fucking poser. You hauled that thing out on a ranger. <laughs> you know? get a ranger mounted. Yeah, get a ranger like, tailgate mounted. But those mounts are awesome. They, they really are. Yeah. They, they truly are. Yeah. So, are you, 
So you're big into public yeah. hunting, Texas, out yeah. of state, whatever. Anywheres. I'm, don't get me wrong. I will hunt any land that God has given me to hunt. Yeah. But I'm a big public land guy. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the guy at Sam Houston National Forest that shot the red stag? No. Was it a red stag? It was a red stag. I know what you're talking about. They confiscated it? Yes. Yeah. What? It wasn't on their list of yeah. of game that could be taken, so they confiscated it from him. Even though it was considered an exotic yeah. in the I feel, state's I house. feel like that, that's not right. Yeah. I, right. I, mean, I so agree. They, they said the state came and got it, but because it was <clears throat> federal land and it went against their whatever, I, it, it's bullshit. But No hunter is going to watch a red stag. On public absolutely not. by. Yeah. No. You know, that's like, I mean, you see an elk walk by. I'm not going to be like, look at that pretty animal on this public land just yeah. walking by. That's like oh. an exotic here. I'm harvesting you. Yeah. You're coming 100%. home into my freezer. <laughs> We're eating you tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was a chicken shit call, that, yeah. I, I think. So have you, do you, have you killed any sour leg deer? I have. Legally, that we can talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, a couple of these deer on this wall are sour lake deer. Is the reason I ask. If I got. You... Um, I actually have a a pretty wide. He's small, like short time. Mm-hmm. But you know where Exxon Mobil is on ninety? Yeah. You know that field to the left of it. To the well, left. Well, of it's it. no longer there. It's the train, so, the train park yeah, area, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Stout. It's like stallion or something. Now. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're so, talking. So me and my buddy used to dove hunt that area. And I killed an eight point in there. Really? Yeah. Like who'd have thunk over here in right well, there's a bunch of big deer in Beaumont around Beaumont. Area. There he is. There's yeah. some studs. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got that one there several years ago and I, I got it mounted because it was just it was all scarred up. Like this dude been he got his ass kicked. Really? You know, I mean he was tore the hell up. Yeah. I mean, all down his neck. There was like no hide. Like That's no, wild. no fur, it was just all hide. <clears throat> there's a weird little genetic pool. Like you have a buck cap out at 125 inches in Sour Lake. And then every now and then, you'll see one circulate that's 140. Oh, yeah. And I never connected with any any of the 140s, but I connected with a few of the 125s, yeah. 130s, you know? Dude, I um, this was years back, but there was a roadkill buck that mm-hmm. somebody called and was like, dude, there's a big old buck. You know, of course, in the fire department, we got called because- It somebody- went on Rains Road, like headed back towards China, was it? No, no. This was on 105. Um. Right before, you know where CAC Construction is now? Yeah. So right before it, we were, we were still at the old yard, obviously, not yeah. where the new yard is. And a 14-pointer got hit. I think that's the same deer I'm talking about. Maybe I'm confused. There was one that was killed in Sour Lake that it had split G2s and G3s, or, or it, was a, it was so, a gnarly little deer. So right? he had kickers coming off of his G2s. Yeah, that's it. And they were, they were identical on both sides. Yeah. He had split brow tines that were broke off. Yeah. And I got that deer. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. The um the the cop that showed up, you know, a game warden never come to it, but we got called out to assist because there were some patients there. But you know, of course me, I'm a hunter. I load that dude up instantly. Oh, load 100%, him up. Yeah. And the cop showed up and was like, "Hey, let me just get your information, you know, and that way if a game warden asks, it's your deer. Like yeah. you got it. I saw. It, I witnessed it." Mike Boone personally called me. and was like. Hey man, can you bring that deer by my house? I heard it's a pretty good deer. <laughs> I said, "Yes, yeah, sir. I'll bring it to your house." Yeah. So I brought it over to him. He said, 
you know, Mike Boone's where, man, that's a good old deer right there, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was tickled to death because he said that's the best deer he's seen that's around awesome. in a while. I hate that he retired. I do too. He's a good I dude. He is. He, Everybody he, was scared of him. Like, oh, he'd arrest his own mom. Every time I ever dealt with him, I had my stuff together. As long as you're honest with that yeah. man and you had your shit together, he, yeah. he's, he's going to be fair to you. Yeah. But now if you start lying to him, no, he yeah. ain't. He, Which he's now do he's doing, um, he's on like the, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it. Basically, from what I interpret, he investigates cattle theft. Really? For like the, I'm not going to say the Cattlemen's Association, but it's a, I think it's a, it's a government entity. Yeah. That he works for now. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, at least he's still doing something that he likes. Yeah. Well, he knows everybody yeah. in Southeast Texas. Oh, yeah. It's a good fit for it, you know? Yeah, I've heard some pretty good stories of that man right there. He yeah. he, he was good at his job. Yeah. So we shot Very the good. Lone Star Law episode with him. Oh, did you? So we shot an episode with him. Nice. And, um, and And look, I think it's, what's the statute of limitations? Ten years, eight years, five years? Yeah, when? I feel like I can tell this story. Mike's retired. So I'll tell the story yeah. start to finish. This is the first time everybody's going to hear it since it's a... Uh, but no. yeah, it was right there at uh, 421 yeah. and... Uh, no. So 421 and, uh, 326. and 326. There's a little... It used to be a pipe yard or little, something yeah, right there. A little oil field service yeah. yard. Yep. Yeah, it's still there. So Mike calls us. This is when I'm in the deer business still. And so Mike calls us. He says, hey, I've got a doe that got trapped in this facility and we need a tranquilizer. She's beating herself up. She's it's She got in a in a cyclone fence. Um so we had a tranquilizer gun. I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, I got conned into to running the dark gun, which I will say with all my partners and all my buddies that I was working with on this, I shot the dark gun, I would say, the vast majority of the time. But it was a multi-phase ordeal. You had somebody shooting range for you. You had somebody reading a chart saying the deer's at 45 yards. You need to dial up to 5 PSI on the dark gun. It was a, it was a cluster, right? So anyway, so Mike calls and we go out and we dart this doe. So on Animal Planet, it airs one shot. Beautiful, right? Not how it happened. Okay. It was like five shots. I had like, we had probably three or $400 in sedative wasted, but the deer never stopped. Um, it was a cluster. I, the deer ran into a, a dead end area around a building and somebody pointed and said, round this corner, 20 yards dumper. I round the corner and there's a fucking cameraman standing there, and I'm like, <laughs> no safety, finger on the trigger, thinking the deer's going to be standing there. I almost dumped the cameraman from California. You know, I'm like, whoa! You know, so anyway, long story short, we end up getting the deer darted. So we take the deer to almost a property. Almost cameraman. Oh, you dude, 100%. <laughs> so all, let me back up. All the cameramen were in black Yukons, Cadillacs, or something. There was like two or three matching vehicles. Okay. We looked like we were escort the president. They were all, let me back up. They all had California plates. I don't know if they were all from California. They were not from Southeast we're Texas. We're going with they're all from California. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we go to the piece of property that we're, we're dropping this deer on. Well, when you tranquilize a deer, you have to give it a reversal. Okay. So we, we take the deer out. We give it the reversal. Deer comes back to life. They record it. Everything is beautiful. Goes just like it should. Deer takes off. Well, on the way back through, we drive past a hog trap that had a big giant hog in it, right? So we go we we go through. One of my buddies goes in and grabs the hog from the trap, right? 
So he takes the hog out of the trap, and he's the one that he. This is what he specializes in, right? And Jacob, if you're listening to this, you ain't worth shit. You yeah. know, you can't catch no damn hog. <laughs> but this is his deal. So like, this is his moment to. You're shine. not a hog hunter, Jacob. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> he crawls in the hog trap, drags this big sow out of the out of the trap. She had been in there overnight, so she skinned her face up pretty good. She was stuffing it through that hog panel like she trying to get out of that. Trap. Oh, dude, she was in a bind. <laughs> Our objective with this hog was. We're going to feed her out. We're going to put her in this little pen. We're going to feed her sweet feed for about, I don't remember what the duration was, a couple weeks, month, I don't know. When we kill a deer, we're going to mix her in with sausage. Her well-being, as long as she makes it a month and doesn't just starve to death or whatever, her, everything she had was going to heal naturally. Yeah. So we pull back up to the facility and we go to put her in a pen, which is actually a big giant horse stall. And she's tied up in the bed of the ranger. Well, Mike and all these other cameramen had seen me doing all this fancy stuff with syringes and reversal and shit for this deer. So one of these camera guys says, are you going to give that pig any antibiotics? <laughs> and so I look at Mike Boone, who's from Sour Lake, Texas, and I look over at him and I like, I'm waiting for him to laugh, but he doesn't laugh. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, go ahead and give that pig some antibiotics. And so I'm like real kind of confused, but I walk through the <laughs> barn and I go into my medicine room and I'm looking at the refrigerator full of medicine that cost a shit ton of money. All of our, all of my partner's life savings to be exact. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm not giving this pig antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk over to the refrigerator, grab a syringe. I draw up a half a cc of water, <laughs> walk over, stick That's it in the I pig's butt. And to this day. Until now, <laughs> Mike thinks I gave that pig antibiotics. <laughs> like, not happening. The pig lived until it didn't, until it was turned into sausage, you know? It's like, come on, man. Joke's on you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we love you. You're not a game warden anymore, and I ain't stealing nobody's cows. Thanks for the word of wisdom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Give that pig some antibiotics. <laughs> Knowing damn good and well. Yeah, it's a pig. We're in Southeast yeah. Texas. I ain't giving that pig anything, yeah. man. Oh, man. That's some funny stuff, though. That's a good story. <clears throat> yep. So, anyways, um, what about gear? Oh, here. This is what jo John. Oh yeah. John wanted. To, John gets off to gear. Okay. Got it. Got to know, man. Like I go to Walmart and buy my stuff. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Game winner all That's day, it. baby. Game winner every day, all day. Nah. Um. So, man, throughout the years, I kind of, you know, as a poor man, you kind of buy poor man shit, which is heavy as hell. And then you you. Work your way up. You work your way up, and eventually, you know, you got like three or four grand worth of good shit. Oh yeah, it, it adds up quick. It too. adds up quick because I mean, which I mean, it's worth it in in the end because it's like you want light shit, especially with what I do, and most of the people that do hunting backcountry. But like my boots, I got the crisp boots. And, I mean, they're fucking three hundred, four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Crisp I, is crisp. Yeah, that's right. Brand. Crispy. That's brand. Yeah, crispy. Yeah, so I've I've got a pair of crispies too. Yeah, they're boot. Okay, so I don't care if you go in there butt ass naked and hunt, as long as you got good boots and a pack, you're you're living life. Oh yeah, good socks, you good know, boots, good socks, good boots and a pack. I don't. You can go in there butt ass naked and hunt. You might freeze your balls off, but <laughs> you know, because uh, like my very first year elk hunting, I went to Bass Pro Shop and bought a pack for like 180 bucks. It was the worst idea. I thought it was a good idea. 
I'm, I'm a smaller guy in the waist. And so this pack did not fit. So everything was on my shoulders, you know, like, you yeah, that, and, and that, that's the waist. thing. Like you got a pack, like you want to make sure it's yes. fitted on your waist. So your hips carry it your evenly. Hips carry, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. And, and, and you can loosen up on your shoulders and still tighten it up on your chest. And, and you know, your weight is always on your shoulder, on your hips, not on your shoulders. Cause then your shoulder pulls on your neck and your back and all mm-hmm. that shit. And you're just ruined. Right. You and know. like boots, like walking yeah. in rocky terrain, you, you want something that's got a stiff sole that's not going to bend uh, 100%. And, and bow to give you foot fatigue. Yeah, cause cause I, I bought, I ordered some boots that had some good reviews on it, but I don't think they were in the mountains really? <laughs> with, with those reviews because, I mean, I had some blisters, but I also brought some of that medical tape that you put on all your hot spots on your feet. And that shit is amazing. I mean, it like, you know, on the, um, on the bottom of your foot, the pad right by your big toe is, especially when you're going down the fucking mountains is where all your weight is at Mm -hmm. is on your big toe and that pad. And so, I mean, you put that medical tape on there, that's a life changer. And a, a little tip that I learned is. So you don't carry the whole thing of medical tape because you're not going to use all of it. I mean, it's on your fucking foot. It's going to stay there pretty much the whole fucking week. Right. You, you yeah. wrap it on something else yeah. you take in there. So I wrap it on my trekking poles. And so like I'll do like four wraps around it and you only use like little squares to put on your shit. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, you come across them and you're like, man, hey, you got some or if it slides off after moving and shit. But yeah. I do that. That's uh, another thing. Trekking poles. What a trekking poles. What do you what are you running now? Let, let, let me dumb it down a step further. What in the fuck do you mean by trekking poles? So they're they're just like actual like, like actual poles like kind of ski like like you ski with, just to keep your balance to keep your balance. Right. So yeah. like if you're climbing up, you can you can lift it up and stick it in there, and then you can use it to pull yourself up, or you can uh, use the whole you know keep from. Falling, falling like, forward. Yeah, like with, you know, with a lot of down. weight on your back and stuff. Yeah, that's something I wouldn't even think would be necessary, but I mean... You, you would you would think that because, I mean, you would think, man, let me just throw this shit on my back and mm-hmm. just go to walking. Well, eventually you're going to get tired. You know, right. you're, you're going to yeah, put and weight you, and shit and on it. You know, you've got a an elk quarter on your back and you're going down steep grade and you've been walking for seven miles. Yeah. And I mean, you know, aside from, you know, harvesting anything, your weight on your back of like your pack, your four or five days worth of food, your um, stuff that you use for your water filtration system, your bottles of water. I mean, all that stuff adds up. Right. I mean, do, do you use a water bladder? So, so it's what I, I have a water bladder that I have in my pack, but I also have, whenever I run out of water, I bring a, a filter system that I can fill up a bag with water and it will go into my little canteen that it filters it all out. I got you. So, so you, I've seen people do have two of the same bags yeah. and run like a dirty bag mm-hmm. into a clean bag. Yeah. And see that, that's usually what I do. Um, but like I, I, I fill up all my shit. Like if I find a water source, I'll fill everything up right there. And so that way my, like my filter system, I roll it up and put it back in my pack. So I'm not fucking toting that bitch around with water because I mean, water adds up boys. Mm. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. A lot. So like I'll fill up my camel bag. I fill it up with water. And it, that holds uh, three and a half gallons, three and a half, four gallons. It holds a water. Well, that's a pretty good amount of weight. Well, then I fill up a canteen full of water also. And then I have a bottle of water that I'll mix stuff in it. So I can do like um, liquid IVs. So at the end of the day, when you're fucking wore out, 
drink a liquid IV, dude. I mean, oh yeah, fucking re-energize your ass like no, mm-hmm. no business. You know, uh, I do that, and then I have um, also use a like a almost a pre-workout type shit. Uh, it's called it's a uh, by uh, Mountain Ops. It's uh, like just a, a energy drink, pretty mm. much that you okay. just mix, and so. Is what I started doing instead of carrying the whole fucking canteen with me, because it's like a, it literally comes in like a pre workout bottle. I'll fill up like Ziploc bags and I'll roll them up and put them in, in my pack, so I ha- have enough of that, you know. Uh, but and that stuff's not cheap, so I mean you can also get that stuff in like regular single individual packs that you can just carry around in your bag with you. But you know, throughout doing it, you kind of learn. Yeah, I the mean, odds and and <clears throat> shit. ounces make pounds. It does. So what are you eating? So I eat uh, Mountain House meals. Uh, my big best one is like the uh, beef stew. Oh, that shit's good. Hmm. But the word, the downfall on the Mountain Houses is they pretty much stop you up. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Like an MRE, I guess. Yeah. Like that's a big downfall with it, MRE. It, it's bad. And I mean, you know, that like I bring a lot, a lot of other stuff. Like I'll make... Dude, I bring. I'm big on peanut butter sandwiches because they're easy and you mm-hmm. can squish them some bitches down and make them to nothing. But I'll make it like eight or nine peanut butter right, sandwiches. It's a lot of it's a lot of protein. Yeah, yeah. Man, I know a guy that has a freeze dryer. Really? Yeah, and so he makes all his own shit. Like, see that that's a a way to go to do that. Uh, my buddy that but I, he I met said in Colorado does shit like that. You can't use peanut butter. Really, it's too oily. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't freeze. Do that yeah, stuff. You, yeah, you can't, you can't. Uh, yeah, freeze dry. Uh, peanut butter. Yeah. So after a successful elf elk harvest, have you ever sat there and cooked a piece of? No, I didn't have time. Oh really? Yeah. Because like, because whenever I checked the weather, man, it was it was getting pretty nasty. Like, I mean, the the cloud cover blew in. It, it was probably. 30, 40 mile an hour wind. And I called my buddy in Colorado Springs. He was like, dude, I'll drive up there right now. It was like a five hour drive. He's like, I will drive there to help you get that elk out. Cause you're about to get a storm on top mm-hmm. of you. And I was like, man, uh, so let, let me, let me haul a couple out and I'll see. Well, of course, you know him, he was like, he told his wife, he's like, he's not calling me that he's, <laughs> he's about to man up and he's going to do it. Yeah. Well, he was like, call me when you do get everything out. If you get it out. And I was like, all right. And the whole time, dude, it's like, it started like little snow flurries coming in and shit, you know, and it got pretty, pretty nasty out there. Um, and so I thought it was going to get bad. And my buddy was like, I called him and he said, you got it all out, didn't you? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I, he was like, I was wanting to drive up there. My wife was telling me to go up there. Yeah. And, but I mean, I got it out, you know, it's fucking, I was wore out. That's a bucket list for me. Like I want to kill an elk and then I want to have a little time to like watch the sunset and then I want to take a piece of meat, whatever it may be. See, I want to do that, but I was so tired. Dude. Oh dude, I'm and, sure. And so the craziest thing is, is I killed that elk on my very first day hunting. It wasn't like I hunted and hunted and hunted in mm-hmm. Wyoming. It was first fucking day it was done. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, if I hadn't hunted the whole month prior to that, I would have enjoyed it. Like yeah. I'd have sat there, and I'd have I'd have, I'd stayed camping out, but I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. I've been hunting." Yeah. And so, right. But as Time soon as as, as soon as I did get to his house, he was like, "Let's let's let's cut up some backstrap and and we'll sear it on the on the grill, dude." Fucking shit was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was so good. 
and I wanted to sear it on a rock. Yeah. Like, you know, you see them doing it, like they'll, they'll get a fire and they'll put a rock in there and then they'll, you know, yeah. eat it. I wanted to do that. Like I pictured myself sitting there doing that as like the sun setting and yeah. shit. But no, sun setting and I was still carrying that shit out. <laughs> you know? In the snow. In the yeah. snow. Yeah. And it is what made the pack out like worse is I had to go through down uh, deadfall. Oh, dude, it was miserable. I'm climbing over fucking trees and everything to get that elk out. Horrible. Yeah, with with hundreds of pounds of oh man, and so meat on your back. So my very first pack out, I I hauled out a hindquarter. Well, then whenever I came back in, uh, I was like, well, I'm gonna get a front shoulder and all the spare meat, like all the the rib meat, the back strap, the neck meat, the tenderloins. I was gonna haul all that out, dude. All the spare meat, which which is I call it the back straps and all that shit, was over a hundred pounds. It was heavier than a hindquarter. Jeez. And I was like. I picked that bag up and I was like, dude, there ain't no way. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to throw all that shit on there. So I no. literally had to haul all that meat out in one load. And, uh, and then whenever I come back in, you know, the front shoulders weren't, weren't, they weren't that heavy. I was like, fuck it. I'm doing a boat together. So I, I threw them together, hauled them out. And whenever I come back in, I was like, man, and keep in mind, I fucked my back up trying to get this elk out. And so I'm like crippled almost. And I got everything hung up in the trees, and the head is like, I mean, dude, I had to cut the rope to get it off of the tree because I was like, I didn't want nobody take it, you know, yeah. or animals take it. And so whenever I got back, I put the last hind quarter on there, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a bitch. I told myself that. I was like, don't be a bitch. And, I mean, you might hear I, I said I think I sent a video, but I was like, I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm going to get this elk out of here. Yeah. And so I threw the hind quarter in there, threw the head on there. Dude, I look like a turtle on a shell on his back. <laughs> <laughs> grabbing on trees and trying to get my ass off the ground and finally i got up and i looked like a baby deer my legs were wobbling as shit you know (laughs) and i was like okay the game plan is if i fall wherever i fall i'm taking the head off and i'm just gonna strap it to a tree and come back and get it but then that i'm gonna man up and get all this out at one time because it's getting nasty and it's middle of the freaking night like i don't want to do this by myself middle night but here i am you know right and which I had plenty of time. I had a whole freaking week to do yeah. it, you know, but I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be a, I guess a man and haul yeah. it all out. And so, dude, I'm stepping over trees. I ended up getting lost on my last way out. I went in, like I took a detour. I thought it was easier. And I ended up in like a clear cut that was gr- growing back up. Oh shit! And I had to look back on Onyx and figure out. And I was like, dude, I was like a hundred yards off of my trail. I was like, fuck, I need to get back, get back on my trail. I'm going to, Fucking go the wrong way. So you have decent reception? There I did. Uh but the good thing with Onyx is you can do save your offline maps. Yeah. And I do that. Like wherever I'm going hunting prior, I'll save my offline maps. Yeah. But I keep a satellite uh device on me. It's a Zolio. I carry that. I don't know if you heard of that. It's a satellite communicator. It's a communicator. And so I keep that on me at all times. As well, so if shit goes south, it has an SOS button you can push on it and also on the app. I got you. Um, But in Colorado, I never had signal. Mm. Never had service there. Uh, Where I was at in Wyoming, I did. See, in Colorado, I didn't have service at the cabin or any of his land. But I go on the BLM and I'd have service. That don't make no sense. (laughs) Tell me about they it. Had, they had satellites yeah. <laughs> over there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so they, I they go over there you. and my phone just blowing up. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Dude, we went to this one spot. 
during archery season and I did not save my offline maps. And I'm like, dude, why is this shit so blurry? And his is like crystal clear. And he's like, you saved your offline maps, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't load prior to going in there. Oh, I lost signal going in and it didn't load none of them. Oh, so, man. Yeah. So I'm like using his phone, kind of seeing where I'm at. And luckily we stayed together, but we ended up going into town and I, dude, I downloaded every place we thought we were going to go. Yeah. You know, um, but man, it's just an experience to go there because I went by myself um, prior to him going because he had some work he had to do. So I spent a week by myself and dude, it started storming like here. If it starts storming, I'm going to get out of the woods. I'm going to go back to my truck or go home, you know? But like when you're there, it's just a different, different kind of hunting. It's like, it's pouring at, pouring ash, raining, thunder and lightning. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to hunt this shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if the animals are laid up, I'm still going to do it. You know? Well, I'm sure it's a little different when you're going back to a tent. It it is. And because I mean, you're pretty much walking around anyway, which I don't hunt with a tent. I use a, uh, a hammock. Really? Yeah, I sleep with a hammock and I throw a tarp up. I got you. Yeah, it's a it's a my first year I used a a, a one person three season tent. Dude, you're so fucking crammed in that tent. Like all my shit was at my feet, which thank God I'm five five and not like you six yeah. eight or some shit, you know. <laughs> but like all my shit was at the bottom of my uh, tent. Well, at least in my hammock, I can put it underneath yeah. it. You know, right? Yeah, because you run a you run a line above it and you just yeah. drape the tarp over it each way and just stake it down. Dude, it's like the best thing since sliced bread, man. Like, oh, see, I don't have a dog to hunt in this because when we stayed in New Mexico, it was a uh, we <laughs> stayed in army tent with a uh, big giant cast iron stove in the middle of hell it. Hell yeah, belly stove rolling. Yeah, because I mean, like even here, like if I go up north of the lake, I'll bring my hammock and stuff, man. Yeah. And uh, instead of my tent, some there was one week I stayed up at the lake and I did throw my big ass tent up because uh, I knew there was a bunch of bad weather coming. But other than that, I. I sleep in my hammock, man. I throw my tarp up and hammock it, dude. Cause I, oh, I have man. a, uh, so I have a, a blow up air pad and then I use my, um, uh, my sleeping bag. And then also from hunting in Colorado, if it gets too cold, I have a sleeve that goes over my sleeping bag that will also keep the heat in. Really? Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my hammock, it's not, it's not like a regular hammock. It has the mesh on it. So you have like, you hold the wire, the rope up and it holds the mesh up off of you. So like you unzip it and shit, get inside there. I got you. And the cool thing you see the stars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that that sounds awesome. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. So how good did you sleep the night after you hauled out that elk? I don't remember going to sleep. <laughs> I was about to say, I, <laughs> I slept like into a, a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah. But ask me how long I slept for. How long? Like five hours, and I got up and left. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was up at daylight leaving. That, that was some. That was some hard sleep. It was. I woke up as hunters were, there was hunters driving in and they woke me up and I was like, fuck it, rolling out. Yeah. And so I was literally rolling tin up and everything as the fucking sun was coming up. I got a picture of the sunrise as I was leaving out. And so what's crazy is after I got off the mountain and got back on the road, there was like three dead elk got hit by a car on, on the side of the road. Jeez. Really? Yeah. There, it was all cow elk. And I was like, man, I wonder how big of a trouble I get in for <laughs> getting one, one but down, yeah. i don't know how long they've been there for yeah. you know uh and then it was like really cool you know you want to show off your prize yeah which i'm in a i'm in a truck i got a whole bunch of shit i got coolers and totes and everything so i had had them strapped down on top the picture that y'all saw dude people were honking their horns just giving me a thumbs up and i'm yeah. like 
Hell yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I killed that dude yeah. back there. You know, yeah. it's it's just a, a proud moment. Yeah. I've never yeah, killed him. You know, and you're just driving five hours and you want everybody to see it. Yeah. Oh, you know, and of course I come into Denver and I'm stuck in traffic and everybody's like smiling, just thumbing up and shit, you know, and here it's like, oh, it's a deer. Yeah. That's a deer. No, that's a fucking elk. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to strap it on top of the minivan, but I couldn't figure out how. <laughs> <laughs> I had no tie-offs on it. But, you know, you're supposed to, apparently there you got to, you got to, European mounted before you can bring it back. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the um chronic waste. Yeah. Oh chronic waste chronic waste disease. Yeah, so I um I European mounted it before I came home. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So it, it looked cool in the back of that minivan. Yeah. That's what I'm at me. talking about. <laughs> so I know we've already touched on this, but elk priority number one and your public whitetail hunting in Texas. Mm-hmm. And you kind of gave us a couple stories about that, but like, other than that, w- what else? Are you bird hunting at all? Are you? Do you yeah. have any plans to like pronghorn, axis, mule deer, any other bucket list itches that so, you feel like you got to scratch? He, he's got a pronghorn. Yeah, I do got a pronghorn. You killed a pronghorn. <laughs> yeah, so so I do apply every year for the Texas draw hunt. Okay, and I've been applying for fuck, dude seven eight years now I've, I've been doing the texture draw hunt i started out doing the draw hunt of not knowing what i was doing mm-hmm. you know i just picked hunts and fucking applied yeah well i would get like a antlerless tag and i'm like i'm not gonna do that i can kill a doe anywhere in sire lake america you yeah, know and 100 and so i wouldn't go do it and i mean it costs you know 130 bucks well i'm not gonna do that and fucking pay 100 bucks for my license and so man i got lucky and i drew a pronghorn tag and like 7,800 people applied and 12 of us got a tag. Really? Yes, sir. And I had, I was at the fire department and I had already scheduled vacation and I was like, no, I'm taking vacation for this dude. So I like had to ask a whole bunch of people, man, can I swap days with y'all? And so luckily I got some really good friends and I swapped and it was a week long. You had a whole week to go kill this pronghorn. Well, I took two weeks off. I drove up there, and, and up there in the panhandle, it's all squares. It's literally squares of every unit mm-hmm. you can hunt, and it's just a fucking squares everywhere. And so I picked up the map. I went by every place, and I downloaded all kinds of stuff, and I drove to every single square that was up there in the Rita Blanca unit, and I knew every pronghorn that they had living <laughs> there. And, I mean, I had, dude, I had pronghorn walking up to me trying to figure out what I was. And so here I am walking around with this big ass spotting scope and my phone recording everything I could. And so I'm looking around, there's 12 of us that are hunting. So you're bound to run into people, you know I mean? It's not like a lot of land. I mean, it's, it's quite a bit of land, but not a lot. And it's all open grassland. Well, we ain't got a burp over there. Anyways. <laughs> um, and so come Friday, people start filtering in and I'm like, well, man, y'all fucking little, couple of days late on this shit like yeah. would you fucking go and show up and go hey oh there's a pronghorn yeah. no you're behind on your scouting people and um and so i was kind of talking to him and i've been in this campsite for fucking a whole week now and i done you know got my mailbox and all that set up there and <laughs> so i'm you know I'm, hey who's in my house top deal you yeah. know go talk to everybody and i said look hey i've been here for a whole week 
and I had found the pronghorn that I was going to kill. Like I found him, like I had, it was like three or four days prior to the hunt. I found the one I wanted. And I mean, I found some stud pronghorns. Like, don't get me wrong. I found some toads. Well, the one that I found had a broke leg. He was a good one. He was an old warrior, but he had a broke leg and he still tended to his does. And I watched that old man whoop a young one with a broke leg and he laid back down like he was hurting. As soon as he pushed that young one off, he laid right back down. Well, I talked to these people and they were like, well, what do you see? And I told them, I said, look, this unit right here got like three or four bucks. This one over here got some, that one there. This one over here small. You don't want to go kill that one. And they were like, oh man, we appreciate it. So we're marking shit down and they're like, where are you hunting? I said, I'm hunting right here. This is where I'll be at that morning. And they were like, all right, well, we'll make sure we don't go there. If we run into anybody, we'll tell them, hey, you're hunting there. Don't go there. Everybody was super respectful. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I ended up running into this old farmer. His name is Brad. He, he runs his cattle on the area that I was hunting at. And so he's like, hey, man, I was sitting out there one day. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I told him the whole scoop. Oh, yeah. Hey, got some good ones around here, you know. And I'm like, yeah, sure. I, I've seen one. I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to get he said, man, don't let them game wardens fuck with you. <laughs> I said, yes, yeah, sure. And so I ended up hanging out with this old man. Like, I ended up doing some ranch shit with this guy. Like, I mean, we're out riding around checking fence lines mm-hmm. and his cattle. And I'm feeding, I don't know who this guy is. I'm feeding his fucking cattle with him. I'm riding on the bed of his truck throwing salt licks out, you know? Like, what yeah. the fuck, you know? <laughs> and um, and so he said, we ended up swapping numbers. He said, man, you kill one, let me know. I'll come help you out. He didn't help me. I took pictures for me, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so I ended up sure enough, man, that morning and it's been beautiful weather. Every fucking day was beautiful weather. Well, come the morning of the hunt and overcast blew in and it started sprinkling. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it didn't get daylight for like an hour and a half later. Well, the scoop with the pronghorn, wherever you laid them to rest at night, you will guarantee to wake them up that morning in that same spot. They, they, they go to sleep. They will not wake up and roam around. If they do move, it's because a predator come in and moved them. And, uh, and so I learned that. Well, that morning I, I watched him go to bed that night. Me and that, me and that farmer sat up on the hill, on the hilltop and watched him bed up, went to bed. Well, that morning I went there and the overcast come in and I was like, fuck dude, I hope he sleeps with this overcast coming in. You know, like don't move buddy. No, the fucking overcast come in and I, and Okay, so I got a crazy, crazy story on this that y'all are gonna think I'm real weird, but I'm not. I promise. This legit happened. So I pull in, and I'm sitting up there on the road, because when you when you go in the gates, you gotta close them. You have to close every gate because the cattle on there. Mm-hmm. Well, I went up on on this hilltop, and I mean you can see a long ways on this grassland. And keep in mind, I was ranching with this old boy, so I know this land, right? Well, over here to my left. It's all fence lines. There's no gate over here. I've been there. We rode the fence line. Well, I'm sitting there, and I've been in here before daylight. Keep in mind. So all this is going to come into play. I'm going to talk a lot, but it's going to come into play. So I come in before daylight. There's no vehicles out here, right? Well, nobody's supposed to be in there unless you're hunting. Well, it's an overcast, and I know this pronghorn is over here to my left. Well, I'm sitting there. And I'm waiting on it to get daylight, and it's raining, and I'm continuing looking, waiting for the sun to come up. Sun's coming up over here. I see a truck driving from my left, coming straight to me. And I pick up my binoculars, and I can see it's an old square body truck. It has a headache rack in the back. 
with square tubing that the square tubing comes up past where the brace is that goes all the way across over the cab. It had square headlights. And I'm like, fuck, dude, this truck is coming where my pronghorn's laying at. And I'm like, and I'm thinking, how is he coming? Where's he coming from? I didn't see no tracks. And I was like, and all of a sudden he turns. He's going down the fence line where the pronghorn's bedded up. Nope. I grab my spot and scope. I grab my fucking gun and I take off running. And I can see a silhouette of a guy driving. I get all the way. He, like, he disappears from where the plane is because it drops down. I get over there and I can see the fence where you, the gate I come in. The truck disappears. Never saw the truck ever again. Yep. And my pronghorn was just feeding. He was still feeding over there. Right? And so I'm thinking, dude, am I going crazy? I'm looking around like, nah, man. He must have went through another gate or some shit. But there's no gate there. And I'm like, man, what the hell? So it like an hour and a half, me and this pronghorn, like he's like 300 yards away. He's just slowly feeding. Well, I got my spot and scope up and I'm recording my hunt. And I'm trying to get get on him so I can kill him. Well, he gets out of the deal, so it's like a cat and mouse. I'm following, I'm going and going and going. Well, finally, I got the camera on him, and, and he had bedded down. Well, I put the camera on, and I'm like walking to him, and I'm like, hey, all right, I'm hollering at my pronghorn. He doesn't, it's like in the video, you hear the wind is just howling, wow. ripping. Well, finally, he just stood up to get something to eat, and I smoke him. Boom, he falls down. Well, I'm excited. I called Brad. Brad, man, I got my pronghorn. I'm on my way. Let me put my rolls on. You know, mm-hmm. so he fucking shows up. Well, I'm skinning my pronghorn, and I tell Brad about the truck. He's like, nah, ain't nobody over there. Brad, I'm telling you, dude, this truck fucking driving across the fields. He said, yeah, I'm telling you, man, there ain't no gate over there. He said, well, let's go over and go look for tire tracks. No tire tracks, dude. Really? No tire tracks, no gate, no nothing. Don't know. That's wild. Don't, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Like, I mean, it's vivid in my mind. Like, even if I was delusional, it's very vivid. Like, yeah. I, was, I can tell you it was a square body Chevy, square headlights, square tubing, single cab. I mean, I saw a silhouette in it. I fucking know. I saw the taillights as him driving fucking that way. No shit. <laughs> man. I, I don't know. I, I, you never know. I mean, you never know, man. I... I will tell that story till the day I die because it was a fact. Because I grabbed my shit and ran. Like, hell no. Nah, you ain't scaring my pronghorn up. Yeah. Gone. That fucking truck was gone. <laughs> I got my pronghorn. <laughs> got my fucking pronghorn, though. And he, sure enough, he had a broke leg, too. That dude had a broke front shoulder. Uh, and so I had to, like, document it with the game warden and shit because I, I had seen them a couple days prior. And I was like, yeah, I got one that I'm going to go kill. And he has a broke leg. And. What do I do with it? And they were like, oh, just don't worry about it. Leave the leg there. You know, yada, yada. Just, you know, we know, we know you told us. And I said, okay. Because you, know, you cannot waste any fucking meat out there. They'll come find yeah. you. And uh, so I, you know, quartered them up. And I got them shoulder mounted. But I ended up, I brought it to a check station. You have to bring every pronghorn killed. You got to bring it in and get it scored and shit like that. And and I said, hey, look, you know, for sure enough, he had a broke leg. His whole, All his front shoulder was yellow and the meat was rotten or whatever. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to drive out there and go check them out, you know, just to verify everything. And I had him mounted up there. And, dude, this dude took, like, two years to give me my pronghorn back. Jeez. Really? He forgot who I was. Oh, shit. He forgot who I was. And I did, like, a like a half-life uh, the way – it's not like a – it's like a pedestal mount mm-hmm. because that way you can see all the way around him. 
And the guy just did a shoulder mount on him. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was like $1,000 to have that pronghorn mounted. Yeah. And I kept calling and calling. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 we're working on it. We're working on it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to bug the guy, you know, let him do his job. I'm pretty sure he got a fuck ton of pronghorns. Well, then, like, dude, two years go by. I'm like, I call this dude. I'm like, man, where's my pronghorn at? Like, it's been forever. It's paid off. Like, I should have been high up on the list. He's like, dude, I dropped the ball. I lost your phone number. I had your name on it, but I lost your phone number. Oh, shit. And I said, man, I'm, I'm not mad about it. You know, yada, yada. And it was done. It was just hanging up on his wall. And uh, he said, man, we kind of fucked it up. And I was like, what do you mean fucked it up? Like, it's your job. He said, it's a shoulder mount. And I was like, can you send me pictures of it? Like, I want to see. He, was, he sent me pictures of it. And I'm like, damn, it looks good. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, eh, it looks good, but I'm pissed off at him. Yeah. And uh, he was like, dude, look, I can I can fix it and have it done in like a couple weeks. I'm thinking, you can have it done in a fucking couple weeks. Why did it take me two fucking years? <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, and I said, okay. He said, uh, we have some extra capes that we'll put on. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, oh, I want, want my cape. Yeah. You know, right. I said, just just fucking send it to me. Yeah. Dude, he sent it to me. It looks good. I was like, so fuck it. you got it shipped to you. Yeah, so I paid an extra fee for shipping. Come in a big-ass crate? It come in a big-ass box. Yeah, big-ass yeah. wooden crate? No, it wasn't even a wooden crate. It was a Really? It was a uh, just a regular box, and but it had a whole bunch of fucking the um, the fucking popcorn shit in there. I got you. Uh, See, wrapped I had up. my mule deer mounted in somewhere in Amarillo, and uh, they did a shoulder mount, which is what I wanted, but... Knowing what I know now, I kind of wish I'd have done a wall pedestal or something so you could see the full yeah. size. I mean, you don't see mule deer often, especially from being from Southeast Texas. Hell like, no. I mean, the mule deer looks good, but going back, I'd have done a wall pedestal on that mule deer. See, that was my thing on that pronghorn because, I mean, like, we don't have speed goats roaming around down yep. here. And, I mean, he had good cutters on him, but, like, he had kickers coming off of this side over here. He had, he had a kicker coming off, and then on the, the bladed side, on the inside, he had, like, two or three extra kickers coming off in there. And no I mean, like, like, I can't even get my fingers like around it to touch. No shit. Yeah. He was an old warrior. You know, he, he was a, he was a good one. And I mean, first pronghorn. So how was, how was the meat? How was the table fare of that? Cause I've heard mixed uh, things. I think in my mind, I've heard that they're not the best. I'll never eat one again. Really? No, I'll kill one and I'll give it away. Yeah. You know, um, and that's what I did. I really? gave it. A buddy of mine was like, dude, they're fucking good. What are you going to do with that meat? I said, well, I'm going to eat it. Well, I tried it and I didn't like it. And I said, you want it? <laughs> Made this fucking week, you know? Yeah. Um, so I gave it to him, but it's like eating a goat. It's yeah. greasy, greasy. Yeah. We killed two uh, mule deer in, in, the, in the panhandle. And mine was more in the mountainous regions, per se, where it's like my buddies was more... Like strictly cornfields, right? And, yeah. And when I tell you, the guy that cooked mine, we we you know we we did everything butchered them, and we we pulled it out one night and did a uh, the guy was gonna do a neck roast, and uh, he is a hell of a cook. And when I tell you that something tastes like cat piss, I've heard that about God, mule deer. Awful. We did the same thing with my buddy's mule deer. Amazing. Really? It was just something about like mine. I guess because he was eating nothing but sage bush or whatever mm -hmm. else. I don't know. Whatever else is is around there. And my buddies was in, in literally in a cornfield, you know, and there's yeah. miles and miles and miles of cornfields. He got fat off that corn. He yeah. was, dude. His, his, his was his a fucking, butterball. His feed is what changed that yeah. fucking meat. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I have heard that about mule deer, though, is like 
so everybody has their opinion on meat. You know, I mean, you, you eat one piece of meat and everybody eat it and be like, oh, that's fucking nasty. You, yeah. Somebody else can eat it and be like, damn, some good shit. And I've heard a lot of people say mule deer is fucking shitty. I, I can tell you it was, it was a, just the difference of like topography, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it just wasn't. Yeah, diet and. Yeah, wasn't and a whitetail, you know. Yeah, for sure. And white I mean, tail's hard to beat. I will definitely try it. You yeah. know, I mean, I don't mind giving meat away. Yeah. Uh, I'm not opposed to saying, hey, you want to eat this shit? Yeah. Or ground it up into a sausage or something. That's like, it. You can't ruin that. Yeah. You know. No. Well, some people can. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I still think, personally, my opinion, Axis is top of the spectrum for me. I, I have I have Axis, and that shit is fucking yeah. good. Axis is really, really good. It's hard to beat. Elk is better. <laughs> I've only had it once. You know, I'm... Gonna, like gonna have to go uh, load up on some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah, we are. So I am down for that. What about the bird hunting? You do any bird hunting, or you? Um, I do. I don't. I don't do a lot of it. Got you. Which I mean, it's not that I don't want to do a lot of it. Like I'll, I'll bird hunt the shit out of it, but I don't really have places to go. I got you. And Scott, you know, he's kind of stingy with his shit. Oh, you know, Scotty Mistrati. He took me one time. Yeah. And his buddies are like, dude, you can always go with us. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you need to talk to your boy. Yeah. You know, I, 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 and I shot one bird, and then like a week later, they go out there and mop up and get like limits. And I'm yeah. like, he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. He, he wanted me to go on a shitty hunt and be like, fuck that, I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's exactly what that was. And then yep. posting on his story all his birds he killed. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. When you when you can go and kill elk and stuff like that, why would you waste your time with teal and because I mean, yeah. that's the season that runs yeah. concurrently with elk. Why yeah. would you be in a? Why would you be fighting mosquitoes <laughs> and marshland and oh, whatever yeah, else? No. You know, no. Yeah, when, I mean, there's still mosquitoes in the mountains. Yeah, there's but not like Winnie, Texas, right? No, like, hell okay. no, not like no fucking okay. pterodactyl coming at you, <laughs> right? Fucking diving off in your blood, latch yeah. onto you and carry you away. Yeah, yeah. You're, you, you shoot them like you're shooting the birds. Yeah. You know, uh, you mistake them for birds sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I've done that. Got cussed out. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, I got I got family that live in Kentucky, and I don't know. Have you ever hunted deer in Kentucky? No. Mm-mm. So in Kentucky, you buy an out of state license. It's like almost four hundred bucks. You know, it's like three eighty five or some shit. But with that being said, you can kill one buck for the season, but you can kill as many does a day as you have bullets. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. Jeez, so they're they're overrun with dogs. Dude, dude, they're they're dead on the side of the road everywhere you drive. And I went to my aunt's house and she was like, "Yeah, you know, I got I got a farm here you can come hunt on, and I got a friend that has land you can go hunt on too." Well, I hunt the farm. I see a fucking deer, and so she called her friend. Her friend was like, "Oh, they're all, they're all in my backyard. Yeah, come out here and kill them." It's like, "All right, dude." I shot like three does one afternoon. Went back the next morning. I shot a ten point, and then. After I got him and him loaded up, I went back. I skinned him up. I went back out there and hunted. I had a an eight, a monster eight point, bigger than a ten point, chasing a doe, and they were literally like twenty yards from me. And so, like, I swiveled over to shoot the doe, and he spotted me. So they took off running. Well, then, like, eight more deer come piling through the woods, and I shot two of them. Dude, I went Damn. home with nine deer. No and like, shit. I was done skinning deer. I was like, I was by myself, and I was like, 
I'm going home. Yeah. I'm done skinning deer. <laughs> like Forrest Gump. <laughs> and see, I don't like, feel like hunting anymore. I don't feel like hunting no more. <laughs> I think I'll go home. <laughs> I think I'll go home now. <laughs> you think our numbers are like outrageous, just being in Texas, the biggest state, the yeah. greatest state. Yeah. You know, but I have a buddy from Tennessee and he was, it's, it's structured very similar. Like I, I'm pretty positive you can kill as many deer as you want. I don't know if it's bucks and does or I don't know what the ratio is of it, you know? Yeah. But I was, when he told me that, he was like, yeah, you can kill, it's a ton. It's more than I could eat, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like, and so, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not opposed to hunting private land. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a big public land hunter because of the reward. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you you get a deer off of public land, it's rewarding. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work too. It is. It's a lot of work. It's rewarding because, I mean, you can't feed. Well, you can feed anywhere else. But like, just... On TikTok, I got some friends that are like, "Hey, come hunt my land," and so I um I can go hunt up in Iowa this year. Uh, this uh this guy was like, "Dude, come hunt my land," and I'm gonna talk to my buddy and see if you can hunt his land too. And he talked to his buddy. And I was like, "Yeah, he's game for it." Also, no shit. And I called yesterday and to get an Iowa tag, it's first come first serve, and they have the whole state is cut into zones, and they have like ten zones, and it's like the zone that I'm going to be in is only like. 360 tags they give out and the lady was like it's first come first serve so you call you're gonna get it and i was like i'm calling first then <laughs> i'll yeah. call y'all first thing in the morning yeah and get my shit and she was like all right no so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it hell I'm, so I'll, you're going to iowa this year i'm going to iowa this year it's a big deer in iowa the big deer in iowa. oh yeah big body deer and big horn shit. deer but i'm gonna get that and then uh i'm probably gonna go back to kentucky as well so right now it's looking like, you know, we know the great state of Texas, I'm going to hunt, I'm going to kill some shit here, but I'm waiting to see if I'm going to get drawn for New Mexico. And I'm hoping I do because apparently it's like 65% chance of non-residents get drawn because they want the revenue and then like 35% chance of residents. So, oh, really? so it's a pretty good chance of getting yeah. drawn over there. And then for sure, I'm going to Colorado for two for a week to two weeks. So I got like, four or five places to go nice man that's awesome to fucking load up on some shit yeah <laughs> hell yeah that's what i'm talking about so i mean you were saying earlier you've you've kind of got a pretty decent little following on tiktok right and so you've met some connections and, and yeah. that has been beneficial for you you've met some people out of state oh man i've i've met a lot of people like a lot of great people and they're it's so awesome how they're just like hey come hunt my land yeah like they don't hunt it and they're like come hunt it shit I'm a hunter. I'm gonna come hunt. Yeah, and you know, like, and, and what's funny is it's it's all the my display that I don't think about, and they're like, "Oh, you hunt? Well, I got land. Come hunt it." That's wild. You know, like like the other day, somebody was like, "I have 40 acres in uh, Kentucky. Come hunt." Straight up, just straight up said that. Come hunt. I said, well, "Shoot me a message, and you know, we'll figure everything out, and I'll come hunt." That's right. wild. So I got two places in Kentucky to go hunt. Oh, that's hey, awesome. 40 acres is plenty enough to do it. Plenty enough. <laughs> She's She said that it's a veterinary uh, tech, and she says she has like a monster 10 point that keeps roaming through her property. I got a solution for that. Dead. I got, the I got ED dead. It's going to be on my wall. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Because like, cause on on my fireplace, the two outside deer are Kentucky deer. They they both really? come, come from Kentucky, yeah. So I have Kentucky, and then I have a Texas whitetail that I got this year, and my elk. Nice. So, got a mixture of them. I did have the pronghorn on the fireplace, but the elk took presents. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Of that, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, the pronghorn's in my room yeah. for now. I don't blame you. 
Well, bucket list of mine, pronghorn for sure. Absolutely. They're so pretty. Like yeah. just the way they're like their patterns come down. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. And then like on the top of their head, it, like their fur swirls. Really? Yeah. Like right on top is like a little swirl. I mean, do they, they weigh about as much as a whitetail, right? Maybe a little less? Yeah, they little bitty things. Yeah, yeah, okay. they're, they're tiny. Yeah. Uh, Texas whitetail, I guess I might. Yeah, have, yeah, 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 like like a Texas whitetail. Because, yeah. I mean, when I shot mine, dude, he was like 250, 300 yards, and I hit him with that 300 and about blew him over. Like, I blew him over. Like, really? Yeah, he was like, clink. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd have been good with like a. 243 yeah here. oh yeah Def- <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> i mean that's way over i mean i overkill my white tail here too with that 300 yeah well <laughs> but i mean if it's what you got and it's what you know then it's, it's my it's my go-to i mean i got a 243 i got a 270 i like my 300 yeah you know i mean Shit, I don't know that. It's, fucking, it's my kill gun yeah not many things have ran from that gun it's all dropped in its tracks yeah. you know I think I've had like two two animals run. The elk was one of them. Well, yeah, but I mean that's yeah, that's he, to be expected. He didn't run far, and I got a picture of his heart, and like I legit put that bullet in the pump house. I blew ha- his heart halfway up, like really? half of his heart out. Yeah, so like I cut it out, dude. His heart was like way mm. bigger than my hand. Just a fucking monster heart. Yeah, I uh, I did that to a spike with a six eight western. <laughs> Just got it. Like I dude, I want to see what this thing does. Made it jello, huh? Oh, it like we're just cleaning it, something just plop. I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh shit, that's like half of his heart. Like <laughs> whoops. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because like whenever that elk took off running, dude, like four foot off the ground was like a spray mark on a tree. And like, I mean it was just just spurting blood out so i i knew that he was pumping blood oh yeah and of course he didn't go 40 yards 50 yards and piled up yeah you know but yeah but i mean that's that's a lot of blood that's a that's a big heart that's just, that, that's a big animal yeah yeah <laughs> like just I, I walk you know you know they're big like i mean without a doubt elk is a big ass animal it's like a fucking shooting a cow here yeah but like walking up on it and putting your hands on it is just unbelievable uh, oh yeah and knowing that like that wasn't even a big elk if that makes sense like he was a big elk but he was a a younger not a mature bull yeah yeah i can only fucking imagine what a mature bull is like yeah you know and and like um the same year that i got him when i was bow hunting in colorado dude we had a monster six by six that would put that one to shame oh yeah yeah he was we watched him like 800 yards he had he had a harem of cows, dude. It was unbelievable. I think he had like 15, 16 cows, like two spikes with him. And he was the herd, like the herd bull of the, of the crew. And, and so is what you'll do is you'll, you'll put them to bed. They'll go in the dark timber, they'll bed up and then the thermals will change. Well, that's when you make your fucking play. So like in the morning times, your thermals are going up They're They're shooting up, you know, cause the heat is rising. So mm-hmm. it's pulling everything up. Well, then you don't want to go below them because obviously your shit's going to them. Yeah. And so you want to wait until the about lunchtime, one o'clock, the, the thermals will change and they'll start sucking back down. And that we were in that sweet spot of about to get ready to go in there. And all of a sudden, like, I'm watching through my spotter and the cows were acting like white tail here. You know, that like they're alert and their ears are at, at alert and they're pointing and you're like, Oh, they're about to fucking run, dude. And I told my buddy, and he was like, nah, man, they're just looking around. I said, no, nah, 
they acting like a whitetail, dude. They're about to get out of here. Yeah. <clears throat> and sure enough, one after the other, after the other started kind of filtering out, some fucking hunters come in below them and pushed them really? out. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, right. so, uh, yeah, they, oh, they, they busted them. They boogered the fuck out. Like, I mean, when I say they left, we watched them go over a mountain range. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, they they ran about three miles before we, we couldn't see them no more. Damn. And they weren't playing around. The the bull, uh, he he was so big, dude, he could barely run. Like, he was at a trot trying to stay up with the cows. Like, oh, the cows would all take off running, and then they would stop and look back down like, hey, you, you coming? Come on, daddy. And then he'd, he'd get up to him and push him on out. No shit. Yeah, he, he was a monster. Mm. A monster bull. And so that next day, which I ran into another uh, younger guy while my buddy wasn't with me. And we kind of hunted together. And, dude, this guy was like a mountain goat, man. He, unreal. I thought I was in shape. No, this fucker just would climb every mountain and not even be breathing hard. And I'm like, I am i can't keep up with this guy. Well, we went where the, the elk come around. They went up and then into like this other timber over this. It was, it was called Silver Mountain. Well, we come up this side of it, walked all the way around, and then we're sitting in this uh, fucking meadow on this hillside. And as we had went up that hill, I said, man, I feel like we need to hunt over here to the left. Like this dark timber, I just, it, I, I have a feeling about it. He was like, well, why do you say that? Why, why do you think the elk are over there? Well, he fucking made me second guess myself. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. There are probably no elk over here. You're right. So we walked like two miles all the way around, and then... By the end of the day, we're sitting there, and I'm looking. I said, dude, look over there. That herd that we saw that got boogered out was filtering out into that meadow. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the bull just chasing the cows around, dude. And I look over at him, and I said, what did I say? Well, I guess you were right. And I said, oh, no. exactly. Thank you. Mm. Whole fucking herd of elk. Go with there, your dude. gut, man. Go with your gut. Your gut's always right. Yeah, but I didn't get an elk that year. Well, I did in Wyoming, but not then. Yeah. Well, one day, bucket list. Absolutely. It's a bucket list. We, we will. Like, I'm, I'm always going by myself. And every time, you, you know, you talk to people that are like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, then when it comes down to it, they're like, ah, oh, well, man, you know, uh, they, they go to stuttering and, yeah. and they crawfish their way out and well, fucking you're going by yourself. Yeah. You know, so like, I want somebody that's like-minded like me, that's determined. Even if you don't kill something, you're still determined to go do yeah. it. Just have fun. Just yeah. enjoy the topography. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it, it's a really memory awesome. to make yeah. to, to, to go in the mountains. Like, I mean, you don't see that shit here. Yeah. So no. you really enjoy it and you soak it all in. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, you can take some good naps up there too. I've taken a lot of good naps. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> on the mountainside, man. I... Yeah, I've leaned up against the rock. Like, there's a spot on the side of one. I just got up in there. Was, there's a tree right beside me, so it was giving me a little bit of shade. And it was cut out right there like a chair. So I just, you know, set my bag off to the side, have my rifle leaning into the tree, and just. Lean back, nod off, wake up like, man, that was... Some of the best naps. Absolutely. Just off in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, man, I've seen... 
I've seen some pretty cool shit way back in the mountains. Like I've seen bears, I've seen bobcats, I've seen some monster moose, dude. Really? Oh, I mean, unbelievable moose. Like this one that I seen, this bull moose was he had to been every bit of fifty inches wide. Jeez. He was a he was the king dick of that area, I guarantee you. Real stud. Uh, I mean, I've seen elk, turkey. Um, I've seen some uh, bighorn uh, over there. I got a bunch of videos of bighorn. Um, man, a whole, I mean, tons of mule deer. I, I, yeah. I had a mule deer doe. She followed me for like two hours in the in the mountains. Like, I just, I would stop and she'd keep on coming and I'd hop over a fence and she'd hop over the fence and she kept on following me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I walked up on her. It was like a hillside. I had to go up. And she like looked down at me and was like, what is this? Well, I kind of, I didn't want to spook her out. So I walked down a little ways, come up the hillside and she kind of, she jumped away from me. But then like, I just kept on going. Well, I heard something. I looked back and she's looking at me like, Hey, where are you going? Yeah. You know, and just followed me. I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Whole bunch of chipmunks and shit. You know, I see all kinds of shit. I, I love going to the mountains. You yeah. never know what you're going to well, see. memories you'll have for the rest of your for life, sure. too, man. Yeah, and that's why I take a whole bunch of pictures. Yeah. You know. 100%. Well, Chad, we appreciate you coming out. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? Sour Lake America. <laughs> 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 Social media wise, the big world star lake. There you go. I got you. So, uh, yeah. So you pretty big on TikTok. You got a lot of hunting stuff on there. Yeah, and, I got uh, most of my stuff on TikTok is fireman shit. You know, that's just well, because hey, TikTok's not yeah, hunter friendly. They're they're not a fan of eating your animals. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess you should say because you can't put on there you shoot and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I do have TikTok, and if anybody who does want to follow me, it's fireman5211. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your Facebook page you got? Yeah. So I have yeah. a hunting Facebook page. If anybody does want to go look at it, it's, um, uh, called hunting the wild, hunting the wild. And my profile picture is going to be me killing my pronghorn and then. The little bull elk that I actually called in on before the season started. So I just noticed that. Yeah, see, that's that. That's that bull elk that I I called in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I got you. Well, got got him on there. <clears throat> Good deal, man. Uh, man, check it. Check us out on social media. Big Texas Outdoors podcast. We are on Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, TikTok. Uh, we just made a camo space. So uh, be sure, give us a like, give us a follow on there. Be sure to share some love with our uh, buddy Chad. Yeah, for sure. Hunting the wild. And wherever you get your podcast, rate and review the show. If it's just rate, leave us a five star. If it has a option for review, write us a little something sweet. That's going to do it for this week, guys. Until next time, y'all stay safe and happy hunting. Mm-hmm.